What's going on, everybody? Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Watch Report with me, Jean Luc Brush. That's right, clap it up, make some noise, get excited, slap somebody if you got to, because we got a jam packed episode for you today. In fact, cut the music, cut the intro, we don't need it because we got some big news going on in the world of boxing today as announced two was it two days ago or whatever I, I think it was two days ago it might have been yesterday either way Nyoya in a way and Stephen or Stephen cool boy Fulton are going to fight against each other for the unified WBO and WBC titles at super bantamweight 122 pounds this is exactly what we've been waiting to see for who knows how this is where the sport of boxing is at its best when you get people in their prime highly anticipated getting it on with each other and boxing each other fighting each other ain't no wiggle room ain't no waiting to see it's it's you up next i'm the best you the best we gonna go at it Stephen said that he's been that, he, that he's been under the radar because of Naoya in a way and that if he if he if he had the same quote-unquote cloud something along those lines if he had the same exposure he would be on the pound foulers instead of in now I think that's absolutely false and absolutely stupid on his part he's a phenomenal fighter don't get it twisted but he ain't nowhere near the pound for pound list he's great he just ain't pound for pound great that's a different level. And that's why I think Naoya anyway is. But that doesn't negate the fact that Stephen, Stephen Fulton can indeed get to that list if he beats him in this fight. The fight, again, for per details, everything has been agreed upon. Everything is set and in place. Both fighters have agreed to the fight and... It's set to happen this year in May. This is exactly what we need to see. This is phenomenal. This is what boxing is at its core. Like I said in the last episode, when you are up next or when you got another challenge, you take it. No questions asked because it's what you want to prove something. And these two got something to prove. First off, well, first off, shoot, hold on. Let me continue with the intro. I done forgot. I got so excited with the doggone show. I plum lost that we got to, <laughs> we, <laughs> we got to hit y'all to do on this show. Like I said before, I'm your host, John Luke Welch. This is the Welch Report. If you can't tell, we're energetic on this show. We we don't waste no time when it comes to talking about the best of the best in the world of sports. So, shameless plug, we're right here on YouTube. Comment your thoughts and opinions. Like, like the video, please. Subscribe to the channel and... Uh, share the channel with everybody you know. Also, we're available in podcast form in every major podcast, on every major podcasting platform. YouTube, uh, excuse me, I already say YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you can find podcasts. And if you don't, if I'm not there, tell me and I'll get on there. But again, oh, this is boxing and it's time for, shoot, to step into the ring. That's right. Let's get it on. It's time to ring the bell and get us started. Hey, we ain't wasting no time. Shoot, round one, we swinging early and we swinging often. Let's talk about what the significance of this fight is for these two fighters, first and foremost. First off, we're going to start with Stephen Fulton. Excuse me, Stephen Fulton. Stephen Coolboy Fulton. But is undefeated, 21-0, 8 KOs. Last fight was against Daniel Roman, 
I believe Ramon Roman, Daniel Roman, and he was a, it was a unanimous decision. His toughest fight has been uh, Daniel Figueroa, one of the best fights of 2019. That was I believe they were scheduled to have a rematch. However, this uh, he chose to fight Nolia, which is again phenomenal. It's great. If what this means for Stephen for Stephen Fulton, cool boy. Is the fact that, again, like I said before, he feels that he's underrated. He feels that nobody's given the credit that he deserves. And he should be considered one of the best in the world. Now, even with that, despite how he feels, let's face reality. He hasn't had a major win to give him credence for that. And by major win, I'm talking about a, 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 a performance and an opponent that shoots him up to the top in terms of, oh, shoot. This is the recognition. Or, 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 oh, this is this is the guy. He's had some great people. Again, Daniel Figueroa. Phenomenal. I'm not, I'm, again, one of the fights of the year last year, Brandon Figueroa, was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was great. Hotly contested. He pulled it out to win the WBC and WBO titles. And, and what the world? This isn't any, this isn't bashing him. No. Far from it. But we also know that when you make a claim like that, you also have to understand pound for pound isn't just, oh, you're undefeated. It's who you beat and how you beat them. This is the fight that Fulton has been waiting on. There should be no more complaining on whether or not he is actively a a, a good or, or not good, excuse me, whether or not he should be considered in the pound for pound because of the fact that this now is your, this is your level. This is your gauge. This is where you see whether you belong or not in that conversation of being one of the greats in the entirety of the sport. Stephen Fulton, you are at an opportunity where few people, that few people get in the world of boxing. You have a chance to dethrone and usurp Somebody who, again, I feel is on his way to being not just a generational talent, but somebody that, we can, that we're going to talk about as one of the best ever, ever in the sport of boxing, regardless of era. It's, it's rare that you find somebody like this, and it's rare that you fight somebody like this. And it's also very rare that you win against somebody like this because somebody of this caliber, of the monster, who sets a trailblaze of of just bodies and and outright outclassing opponents, left, right, and center. Uh, uh, it's it's Fulton right now, and this is not being harsh. This is being realistic. What we've seen track record in the world of boxing, Fulton right now is in position to where either he will be. The guy that 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 does the major upset and catapults his name into reality, or or into the stratosphere of the boxing world, or he's going to be one of the quality opponents and quality champions that we look back on in Naoya's career and say, this is one of the many great fighters that he was able to overcome and conquer, further bolstering Naoya's legacy. That's what that's where Fulton is right now. He's at a point where either he, either he can take the brass ring or become a very, 
credible notch in the career of Naomi Inouye. Because if he loses this fight, I don't want to hear that Fulton's a tomato can. I don't want to hear that. Fulton is a high-quality fighter. Again, the best in the world at super bantamweight. At 122 pounds, there's nobody better. Absolutely. No doubt about it. That's fine. Again, he's got top competition like when he fought uh, 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 Figueroa. But again, Figueroa, I believe Figueroa's, Figueroa is moving up. He was talking about moving up. But at this weight class, there's nobody better. There, there, there's, there's nobody better. There isn't. It's, it's just the truth, and he's proven it. But even still, he's not there to the point where he, well, I don't think that he's there in terms of overall world acclaim due to the fact that, like I said before, he doesn't have names on his resume. But he can easily fall into getting a big-time name on his resume to becoming a big-time name on somebody else's resume. And for Naoya anyway, this fight represents another step on the road to becoming an all-time great. As akin to somebody like a Manny Pacquiao. Or like fighters of the past who went one, moved up, one, moved up, one, moved up, and just consistently throughout the the the, the his era and throughout the great fighters in his time, he consistently performed and stepped his game up and produced. Naraya, anyway, is, is, is on a track of potentially having the ability, again, to reach the heights that we talk about with fighters like, 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 like all-time great fighters. Again, like Willie Pep, like Salvador Sanchez, like Sugar Ray Leonard. And that's because of the fact that all of them, when it when it came time to take the challenge, they took it. And consistently they kept on producing and elevating themselves. Now again, I don't know if he's gonna fight as much as a Salvador Sanchez or Julio Cesar Chavez. You, or, or you get, again, you're probably not gonna get a fighter today who's at the top of his game getting a hundred fights in his career. It's probably not gonna happen. That still doesn't take away from the fact that this can be something incredible, spectacular for his career. Stephen or Stephen Fulton for Naomi Inouye is 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 one of the biggest challenges in his career due to the fact that he's moving up against the best in that division. And one of the questions that's going to come up to Naomi Inouye. Is the fact? In fact, in fact, shoot, never shoot. This leads into my next one, round two. Let's break down the actual fight in and of itself and the challenges for these two fighters. We broke down why it's so spectacular and why it's so pivotal. Now let's break down exactly why this is a one of the biggest challenges for each opponent. Going with Naoya anyway. Good. Continuing on that trend, Stephen Fulton is the natural. 122 fighter again he's he, well, by natural i mean he's consistently fought at that weight class and is and is comfortable with it. he's he's acclimated to it he knows how to handle himself the questions that come with knowing you anyway are whether or not 
His body can handle the weight of moving up. It can go from bantamweight to super bantamweight, with 118 to 122. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's, 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 well, no, what, excuse me. Let me, not, let me not rephrase that. Just because they're of the smaller frame, it can still take effect. And it can still take credence on their body. It's true. Can now, in a way, handle being, having to add, was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, about four to five pounds of, of weight on him and still have that same ability to keep all of his talents still at a sharp, a, 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 a consistent pace and a sharp, consistent um, ability. It's, it's the truth. We've seen this before. Canelo Alvarez, when he moved up to fight Bevo. Now, granted, that might have been a steeper move up, but regardless of which, he moved up, and what happened? Boom. He got outclassed because he hit to a degree. Not to a degree. To, for a fact, he got winded, and he couldn't throw combination punches like he wants to. Again, head movement, while it was still there, wasn't. it took a lot more out of him. Throwing punches took a lot more out of him. Just being in the ring took a lot more out of him. One of the reasons why he lost that fight is because what light heavyweight is it's it's too much for its body to perform at its peak. Again, he pushed himself. Credit to him. That's what we want to see every fighter do when lose a draw. See how far you can go to be competitive and or more importantly win. But what happened happened, and now we know his limit. But now anyway, you know, the the same. Potential for disaster is prevalent because of the fact that anytime a fighter moves up in weight, it is whether or not they are able to capitulate their body to actually be able to handle what they want to do in the ring. It's 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 as one of the bigger that's one of the concerns that I have. Not only that, Kenny does he have the ability to handle the power at one twenty two? Whenever you move up. Not only are you a, a bigger frame, but you're facing people that are of bigger frames. And can you handle being able to take punches from somebody at 122 rather than somebody from 118 at, at, at Bantamweight? Will he be able to, is his chin still as prevalent as we saw at Bantamweight? Is he still going to be able to stalk somebody down like he was at Bantamweight? Is he still going to be able to be to have the same level of, of, of presence and striking fear in his opponents, causing them to wilt because he is still felt as the bigger man inside of the ring? Or when he moves up to 2022, is it now that, well, you're, you're no longer the, 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 the overarching monster in this fight? I can hurt you. And when I say I can hurt you, yeah, we've seen him, again, over the bone, broken. We've seen the, the, the fracture and all, all that stuff. We've seen that happen against Donito Donet. We saw it. But even still, the chin was still there. Will that chin still be prevalent once he moves up and waiting? Can he handle the power of... Stephen Fulton, again, Stephen Fulton only has eight knockouts. Understandable. At his weight class, he doesn't have that much power, if any at all. That's the truth. But even still, for somebody coming up, 
Is that going to be a legitimate concern? Now, the third concern is whether or not he will be able to carry his own power up in weight. Those are the biggest concerns when it comes to, in terms of, of the overarching thing. In terms of the totality. Not talking about the, what, what, what his game plan should be against Stephen Fulton. Coming into this fight, those are the biggest concerns. Can he handle the power of Super Bantam weight? Can he carry his own weight up to 122 and it still be applicable and viable? And it's not harming him. Can he also carry his own power and at 122 at Super Bantam weight to still be a monstrous threat. And to answer to answer the answer, excuse me, to all of that is a resounding yes. It's an absolute yes. I believe he'll be able to carry his weight, handle it well, and move up just as needed. I believe he'll be able to handle the power of Stephen Fulton, especially somebody who let's let's face it. When Fulton went and fought against Daniel Roman and opted to sit down on his punches, even though Daniel Roman is a tough fighter, and he was able to, he had popped to him, he wasn't able to, to, to do, to get him out of there. He wasn't able to get him out of there. And he was teeing off on him. I don't think that his, that, He's, he's going to have any problem handling the power of Stephen Fulton or Stephen Fulton at 122. I don't think he's going to have any, any problem carrying his body weight up to 122 and keeping all the speed, instincts, the durability, as well as the stamina, as well as the ability, the reaction speed, all of that. I don't think he's going to have a problem handling any of that moving up in weight. And I think all roads lead to him being well adjusted. Mind you, you have to understand, this cat, no, anyway, had a charity fight, what was it, a couple years ago? During the COVID, to, to support COVID workers. Had a charity fight with a with the flyweight champ, Diago, uh, Diago Higa. Fought against Diago Higa, I believe multiple times flyweight champ. Before cutting weight, to face off against Nonito Donaire. I believe it was the first time. Might have been the second time. But I believe it was the first time. Before his first fight with Nonito Donaire. The Flash. Went in. After the third round. Both of them took off their headgear. And just went to war. It turned into a legitimate fight. Based on what I understood. Based on comments in the video. And the research. Of, of looking up when that fight happened. And information about that fight. No, anyway, at that time was about 130 to 135 in that ring. Many I've looked at, but he was about 130, 135. More so walk-around weight. So that further get and in that fight, he was moving just as quickly as I've seen him at Bantamweight. Just as quick as I saw when he knocked out Donaire, when he knocked out, when he knocked out Donaire, excuse me, good gosh, we're getting tongue-tied. I'm getting so excited for this fight. He was as quick as I saw when he knocked out Donaire in two rounds. He was as quick as I saw when he knocked out Maloney, Jason Maloney. He, he, and he was as quick as I saw 
in his most recent fight for super bantamweight. Or not, excuse me, not for super bantamweight. For, for bantamweight for the undisputed title against Paul Butler. Nothing looked different. And he was just having fun. He wasn't fighting for real. But he, they were going at it for real. But he was, he was fighting for fun. Again, because it was a charity event. But even still, everything looked sublime. He's going to be, if I have no qualms with him going up and moving up in weight class. Now, going up for Stephen Fulton, one can argue that the danger is going up is for Stephen Fulton more than he is going up against Nori anyway. Stephen Fulton, his biggest concerns are, can he, brought, will he be able to, to handle the power of Nori anyway? Will he, will, 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 if he gets clipped, will he get, Put down and not will be able to recover. On top of that, will he succumb to the fear and presence that Noya brings to the ring? And will he actually be able to fight his style of fight? Or will he just get overshadowed and will he inevitably not be able to do anything inside of the ring? Potentially, if you're a Noya anyway fan. If you're a Fulton fan, you're asking, well, Will Noya be able to handle the count the counterability and the speed of Stephen Fulton? Will he be able to to, to 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 with the quick hands and the and and the snappiness that flurry that Fulton has in his arsenal? Can Noya anyway handle that level of precision and accuracy? It's the truth. Can Noya anyway catch Stephen Fulton with his footwork, footwork, with his slick style, with his head movement, with his defensive knowledge and defensive prowess and defensive instincts? You can't, you, 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 you can't hit what you can't touch. That's the argument on Stephen Fulton's side, and that can potentially be true. But on here, in my estimation. Who I think is going to win this fight is going to be Noya anyway. That's who I got winning this fight, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not just because I think all the things I said previously. Not because I don't think he's going to be accustomed and, and, and be comfortable inside the weight class. And not have any problems elevating and moving up. Stephen Fulton, excuse me, Stephen Fulton, Cowboy Fulton, is the guy that has to adjust in this fight. Not knowing anyway. Stephen Fulton, for all of his talent, for all of his ring IQ, for all of his speed, right now doesn't show anything that is superior to knowing anyway, that to know anyway, to the monster. Reason being is because of the fact as smart as Fulton is, Noah isn't smarter. As fast as Noya is, Noya is just as fast, if not faster. And on top of that, Noya is way more explosive. He is. Noya is more explosive than Fulton. So even when he lacks in quickness, like with Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia's hands are faster than Javante Tank Davis. Javante Tank Davis is fast, but he's not as fast as Ryan Garcia. But even with that, the explosiveness and the quickness 
of Javante Tank Davis. And when he makes his move, makes up for it. That's what makes that matchup so enticing. And that's what makes this matchup, again, enticing, but also more in favor of Noya anyway. Because, again, anyways, just as fast. Oh, comparable speed to Fulton, if not just as fast, if not faster. Also, quicker and more explosive than Stephen Fulton. Also, head movement. It's phenomenal. You're not facing off against somebody. You're not facing off. Fulton isn't facing off against a brawler with no head movement or limited head movement like he did against Roman in his last fight. And while he went to, he did go to war against Brandon Figueroa, he's going up against a more technically sound, quicker, sharper inside fighter. Inouye anyway, and you and he does not want to trade with Noah anyway, but he's going to be forced to have to trade with Noah anyway, because Inouye has the ability to cut off the ring and make it so that Fulton won't be able to fight on the back foot, which he is accustomed to doing and likes to do. Again, if you saw in his last fight in the in the in the Roman fight. A lot of the fight, jab, get back into neutral position. Jab, get back into neutral position. Or jab, get back into a, 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 and retreat. Use the ropes at times, move along the, the edge of the ring, and then boom, duck back out, step back out, and continue to process over again. Sharp jab, sharp jab, sharp jab, move back. Sharp jab, move back. Sharp jab, move back. In and out. Do the hokey pokey. Put your left foot in, put your left foot out. That's what Stephen Fulton was doing. And what he does a lot in the, throughout his career. He likes to be, again, defensively safe. He won't interject and try to push the pace in terms of push the action in terms of being the outright aggressor. But he will use a high volume of jab and straight shots. To keep himself safe and to score. And a lot of times, like he did in the Daniel Roman fight, step back after he attacks. Step back and look to evade and stay safe. Which is smart. But against somebody like Noya anyway, you're going to need more than that. You're going to need more than that. You've got to make Noya anyway respect you. In order for you for, for to, to, to to gain any offensive success. For real. Because if Noah anyway does not respect you, he will walk you down. I'm not talking about walking down. He wouldn't walk. I'm not talking about he'll walk you down and just take shots. He will walk you down while moving his head. Akin to Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier had bar none. One of the most impeccable and instinctual abilities to use head movement while moving in of not just any heavyweight but of anybody in history that's the truth granted because of the fact he fought at his own rhythm and his own pace like at his own internal clock and his own internal song but it was instinctual he could just read you 
and walk you down. No, anyway, if you don't, if he doesn't respect your power, he can do that exact same thing. Can, but what he will do in the fight, and what I see happening in the fight with, with against Fulton, he will go about use some head movement, sure, use some, and 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 block, and be smart walking you down. Kind of like how we see Canelo, hands high, guard high. Because Fulton doesn't go to the body a whole lot, at least from what I've seen. Doesn't go to the body a whole lot. So he'll be more so trying to score at the head. So he'll have his guard high. Slowly walk in. Move his head, move his head, walk in, walk in, and corner Fulton. And once that happens, after about two or three rounds, I can see him, okay, I know exactly where you want to exit. I know exactly how you want to go. Break you down. Just like he did against Paul Butler. Body shot. Body shot. Body shot. Four punch combinations where you're trying to escape. If And what I think is going to happen. Noy is going to come out. Fight. But dissect the opponent. Similar to how we see Javante Tank Davis. While still throwing... Again, jab, throwing jabs. Maybe throw one or two big shots to see how you're going to react. And once he sees that Fulton's going to be a mover, especially because Fulton is not the bigger puncher in this fight, even though he's, he's the quote-unquote bigger man, he's not the bigger puncher in this fight, even with none uh, anyway moving up. And because of that, we're going to see Fulton fighting on the back foot, getting more defensive than I think we've, we've ever seen him before. And that's, and that's going to be the trap that he doesn't want to get into because he is going to fall prey to the enormous pressure of knowing it anyway. And he's going to fall prey to himself making a mistake because he's going to be too anxious as to what the world can happen if he messes up. You want to know why I say that? Just look at Paul Butler. Paul Butler after the fight, once he when he when he got knocked out in the eleventh round, a reporter game reporters came and talked to him about what he was like in the ring. And here's what he had to say: the game plan was, and I'm quoting, the game plan was have excuse me, <clears throat> stuttering, so sorry. The game plan was have a look at him for two rounds, feel out the power, and grow into the power. Similar to what I said. I thought Paul Butler was doing at the start of the fight. Trying to see what he wants to do, how he likes to fight. Gauging the power and seeing what he needs to do to that. That's why I said in, 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 in my uh, reflection on what Paul Butler was trying to do, what I thought his game plan was going to be. Continuing on the quote, continuing on the quote, you don't want to get hit by anything in the first round and get give a reaction straight away. I started to let my hands go after... Rounds four, five, and six, maybe seven rounds. It was just the presence of him knowing that in any given mistake, he was pouncing all over it, which wouldn't allow me to do anything and wouldn't allow me to be me and get as many shots as I wanted off. You're quite cautious because you know what he's done to other people like Jermaine McDonald, like Nonito Donaire, like Juan Carlos Peno, and like Emmanuel Rodriguez. 
the very thing that we saw with Paul Butler, and Paul Butler's a phenomenal fighter, can be the very same thing that we see against Stephen Fulton. We could see Stephen Fulton understand that Nolly anyway is an incredible counterpuncher and picks up all mistakes like that in a hurry. But the sheer fear of what can potentially happen if you mess up is, is, is horrifying. Again, the whole reason why he's called the monster is not just because he will rip you apart. It's because he can come out the shadows too. You know, you've been jump scared in movies before. You've been jump scared in films before. Where you coming out and all of a sudden, ah! You weren't expecting it. Or the person in the film, main character in the film, is running and they make one wrong turn. And the, and the killer, or whoever the world is the antagonist, boom, jumps on just like that. And it's so quick it scares you. That's exactly what Nari anyway can do. He can rip you apart and he can pounce on you and kill you before you recognize what's going on. That's what makes him the monster. Not just his all-around skill. Not just his incredibly high IQ. But it's the fact that he can pounce on you so quickly. You won't, you won't, you, you. He'll pounce on you so quickly that you know you made a mistake and you can't do anything about it. That, it's, 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 it's incredible. And that's what I think is going to happen with Seven Fulton. Fulton's going to try to do, use his quickness and his speed to stay on the outside. Use his jab. Pot shot. Again, he wants to score. He does, he's not, he's not going to walk into this fight not wanting to win. He'll probably do the same thing that Butler did. Feel him out. See what now he wants to do. And after rounds three and on, okay, start to open up a little bit. Primarily using his jab and constantly moving around the ring. That's what he's going to want to do. But that's not going to work. Because Noya, either way, his ability to cut off the ring and go to the body and break you down and make it so that your legs leave you because you can't get away. And the mental and physical strain of having to keep him off of you. Once he decides, okay, it's time for me to work, it's going to be too much for Fulton. And Fulton's going to see exactly why Noya, in a way, is in a pound-for-pound conversation, and he's not. And again, this is not a slight against Stephen, Stephen Fulton. Cool boy is cool boy because he's got legitimate talent. But it's the fact that I don't think he understands exactly what the difference is between him and that pound for pound list. Because you can tell. When. Somebody belongs. And at no point in time. Have I ever said. When I've watched. Fulton. That he belongs in that same caliber. At no point. As good as he is. As quality. Of a fighter. That he's turned himself into. As defensively responsible as he is, as slick as he is, as great as he is at, at fighting at a distance, using his speed and being able to consistently score on, opponent, on opponents, 
not needing big heavy shots to win a fight. Always precise. He heaps of praise on him because he is exactly due just praise. But that doesn't negate the fact that what I see in him and what I see in Noaya are two completely different levels of fighter. That's what I see when it comes to Noaya anyway and Stephen Fulton. I see levels to a game that I don't know Fulton's ready for. I see levels to a game that I don't know that Fulton truly understands what he's getting into. It's, it's, it's the truth. Because he had a phenomenal fight against Brandon Figueroa. Right now, that's his best fight to date. And he pulled it out and won. Noya, anyways, leagues above Brandon Figueroa. And that's not disrespect. That's, that's outright the truth. That's outright the truth. In every way, shape, form, or facet. As hard as Brandon Figueroa was for Fulton. Noya, anyways, it's leagues above that. And in my opinion, he's more polished than Fulton. He's more disciplined than Fulton. He has more ways of attack than Fulton. And he might be tougher than Fulton, even though this will be one of his toughest tests because he's fighting against a bigger man. Like I said, can he take the punches? I think he can. Has bigger presence. Can also be as slick as Fulton when he wants to be. Like we saw when he was clowning against, again, top contender, Paul Butler. Every, we call him the com most complete fighter in boxing for a reason. Because I don't see any weaknesses in his game. He got head movement like Canelo. He can manipulate his guard with the best of them. He's got instincts. Some of the best distance management I've seen in boxing. Some of the fastest hands I've seen in boxing. Some of the best combination punches I've seen in boxing. You can argue he might be the best combination puncher when he lets his hands go. Some of the best power. One of the best counter punchers. One of the best chins. One of the most adaptable fighters in boxing. What else is there that Fulton has on him. Outside of maybe size. That's it. Could you best believe. What does Fulton like to do? Fulton loves to use that Philly shell. And against Naoya anyway. That may be one of the worst strategies to have. Because of Naoya's combination punching. Once he gets you in a corner. And once he feels okay it's time to explode. That Philly shell that Fulton has can be really detrimental because of the all the angles that Naoya uses when he throws combinations, especially when he got you on the back foot. He won't just throw one shot. He can. And he can win a fight just throwing one shot at a time. He can win a fight on basic combinations. And he can win a fight throwing a flurry of combinations. And by a flurry, I mean not just the one-two. That's the basic combinations. The right hand, left hook, that's the basic combination. I'm talking about throwing combinations such as straight uppercut hook and hook to the body. 
hooked to the body or uppercut to the body, hooked to the head. Switching stances, lead left, straight right as you're running away. But when he lets his hands go and Fulton is going to rely on that exaggerated head movement, it's great. But the, 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 the really slick head movement when he's in the ropes or on the ropes or trying to evade combinations, it's going to hurt him. Because at some point in time, what's going to happen? He's going to catch him right here on the side or whichever, whichever side your liver's on or wherever the opening, the opening is. He's going to catch you there. You might catch him here. And if he times it right, when Fulton comes up, because he won't, he, he, he'll, inevitably he'll swing back the other way, trying to evade punches. When he comes up, what's going to happen? Boom. Get caught right in a shot, right as he's swinging the other way to evade out the corner. That's what can potentially happen. Because we've seen, in a way, find holes in defenses too many countless times. And the one thing that makes this fight so far and away, well, incredible and spectacular, and I can't wait to see it. The one thing that's a differentiating factor and why I think Noah Inouye is going to make this fight and win this fight is because of the fact that he faced off against Nonito Donaire. And Nonito Donaire, even in the late stage of his career, had a research, had a renaissance, and was... At that point in time, when he fought him in the first fight, was on a absolute, again, resurrection, and was fighting at, 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 at akin to like he was in his prime, and he still was able to take him out. And Nonito Donaire is such a Hall of Famer, such a legend, and he used his tactics as well as speed, as well as power, and is able to capitalize on openings in such a way that he's going to be considered one of the greatest of all time. It's, it's the truth. If you know boxing, he's a living legend, not just because of what he's done in the past, but of recent what he's been able to do since the Donito Donaire fight or up, up to the Donito Donaire fight. And because of that, and all he was able to, to understand, learn, and grow from that fight and see tactics that I don't think Fulton's going to be able to use or has learned to use yet. Noya may have picked up some things in the trick of the trade that Fulton may have never seen before because Fulton's never faced somebody of the caliber of Nonito Donaire. And so because of that, when he gets put into specific situations, he may not understand truly what's the best form that he needs to do in terms of fighting in said situation. While, no, while Noya anyway does know that because of the opponents that he's faced, because of with every body that lay wake in his path, he kept taking pieces from them. There's a reason why he was able to clown 
Paul Butler, who is an incredible fighter. It's because of the fact that because of what he learned from the past, he was so comfortable that he knows exactly what to do to the point that he knows exactly what you can do. And because he knows what you can do, now it opens up so much freedom to do things that you don't know how to react to yet. And that's what I can see happening with Fulton. And why I think Fulton's going to lose the fight. Again, it's early. We could see we could see things come about in training or who he's training with, tactics that we see in, in camp or otherwise that can make this all be completely different. But right now, calling this fight, this is a pinnacle fight. This is a phenomenal fight. It's a great fight. But at the same time, it's a fight that I can see Noya in a way absolutely winning. Absolutely winning. I can call it, and I'll call it by knockout. And I'll stand by it. Knockout in the night. That's what I'll say. I'm not big on calling the I'm not big on calling the round, but I'll do it. Knockout in the ninth for now anyway. Or excuse me, between the ninth and the tenth. Knockout for now anyway. And he's winning on rounds. That's what I can see happening. Because the one because without without the advantage of speed. I don't see any other way Fulton can actually do anything to Noya anyway. I don't know what else he can do. If he can't consistently land that sharp jab and fight with his technical ability of precision and speed, heavily on speed, not just timing, but heavily on speed is what Fulton is, is great at. If he can't Use that to his advantage. He's going up against somebody that's just as quick, or excuse me, quicker than him. And in terms of hand speed, just as fast, if not faster than him. And in terms of reaction speed, he has the ability to react to what he's trying to do. I don't know what else he can do. Because what I see, he doesn't go to the body a whole lot. He won't be able to just break him down. Even if he sits down on his punches. And if he does sit down on his punches... That's an instant stun. Because that counter is coming from Noah Inouye, from the monster. And that counter is going to be backed by relentless pressure afterwards. So he'll take away that game plan. He'll take away being able to, to fight on the inside. He might be able to take away fighting on the outside as well. Because we know we've seen him do it before. There's nothing that I see Fulton being able to do with what I've seen him in his past fights that show me that he has the ability to legitimately beat Noah anyway. It's, it's going to be a phenomenal fight. And hey, you know what? I'll even give it to him. Showbiz the Adult, another boxing channel. You can check it out, check it out. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal analyst. Phenomenal analyst, legitimately. Brother deserves to be on TV, and I hope he gets there one day. Deals and all. Making his own way, and I applaud him for it. 
been building his stuff up from the ground up and is a legitimate voice in the sport of the boxing world. He said that Fulton, because of the bigger man, may be able to take his punches. Because of, again, in this fight, he will be accustomed to 122. And he even may be able to, to, to hurt Noya because of that elevated weight. That may be the case. That, that could be a legitimate possibility. Even with somebody that is as pillow-fisted, not disrespect, just what we've seen, pillow-fisted as Stephen Fulton throughout his career. He's not a big knockout guy. He's a scoring, pot-shotting, slick fighter. But if, in fact, he can stun him, he's got a shot at winning. But I just don't see that happening. I don't. I just really don't see that happening. Again, this is not hate on Stephen Fulton. We understand the brother is phenomenal at controlling the ring. We understand he's phenomenal distance. Like I said in the past. Like, like I said before on this very episode. But he, him against Naoya are completely different levels that I don't think he fully grasps where Naoya is versus where he's at right now. Fulton's a phenomenal fighter. But I have Noya in the way by knockout. In the between ninth and the eleventh. Excuse me, the ninth and the tenth. While winning and being up on the card going into those rounds. Because I don't know truly what Fulton's gonna be able to do with his primarily again defensive pot shot style. Of using scoring shots. Because like I said before. If you can't get Noah to respect you. He will get on the inside. And if he gets on the inside. He will be able to cut off the ring. And I don't know what Stephen Fulton is going to be able to do. Outside of inevitably try to trade with him. And if he tries to trade with him. Well it's night night. It's game over. And new WBO and WBC champ, the monster now anyway. Unified bantamweight. One at super bantamweight. Now on his road to unify super bantamweight. That's what I see happening. Could I be wrong? Hey, maybe so. But I don't see any way that Fulton can actively and legitimately have success at least with the style of fights, or at least with the style of fighting that he likes to do and the style of fighting that I see he's going to have to do against somebody like Naoya anyway, which is fight on the back foot, fight against the ropes, do scoring shots and try to evade, similar to how Paul Butler had to fight. More volume, absolutely, than Paul Butler. At least I hope so. But in the same style. And it once and inevitably... Noah's going to break him down, wear him out, go to the body to the point now his legs are gone and he's not able to use and move around the ring and be able to have success chipping away at the arm. Up until now, Fulton's head movement isn't fast like it normally is. He's lumbering a a little bit. And then 
Boom. Finally catches him with the shot to take him out. Similar to Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant. Canelo, a slick going up against a slick fighter, walked him down, used head movement. And what did he do? He just attacked the opening. Framed when he framed whenever Plant was trying to duck to make it so that he couldn't move anymore and just attack the body. Just attack the body. Hook to the body. Over and over and over. Up until you saw the impact on Plant late in the fight. And then what happened? Boom. Now go to the head. Lead hook. Lead hook that caught him. Sim down to the mat the first time. And then finished it off with a bunch of right hands. Because now he had worn down the fighter. He had put he 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 put water in the shed, as Teddy Atlas would say. He flooded the basement. He 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 went and he he put he gave him the old cement boots, brought him down to the deep end, drug him into un un unknown waters. Closed the box in on him. Took out his kneecaps. Whatever other phrase you want to use. That's what Canelo did to Caleb Plant. And that's what I can see Noya doing to a slick fighter like Stephen Fulton. To win and become unified champ at Super Bantamweight. Further bolstering his legacy of what a fighter he is. Which is continuing to rise his stock to becoming one of the generational fighters of this era and potentially of all time. It's incredible. I can't wait to see it happen, though. I really can't wait to see it happen. It's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to see it. But this has been another episode of The World Report. I'm so glad to be with you again on this show. My goodness, we got a week still got so much stuff to cover in the world of boxing and beyond so many fights are slated to happen this year Caleb Plant and Benavidez rematches left right and center Usyk and Tyson Fury schedule as well as stuff in the NBA all that stuff we got so much stuff in the world of sports we're gonna cover with you right here on this show keep it locked thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching share the channel share the show peace and love we are out of here <laughs>